one and two and two and one and oh shucks I can't dance Hey everybody, welcome to Up and Go with Muffins. My name is Daniel, and joining me, as always, are my two co-hosts, Ethan and Luke. Welcome back, Ethan. Welcome, Luke. Hello. Yeah, it's been a good time. We've also got a guest with us, another Ethan, uh, returning for his second appearance on the show. Welcome back, Ethan Franzoy. Hi. How is everyone doing this morning? Yeah, Yeah, man, I woke up for this, so pretty stoked. (laughs) I got a nice bottle of water. I'm in drinking water, enjoying it. It's good, man. What is good, crazy? Man. It's crazy what happens when you give your body the things it needs. <laughs> to be honest, I think water is really average, but that's just me. Guys, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this: water is sick. Yeah, but one, one sec more. You've probably had a healthy water habit for the rest, for like most of your life. Whereas me and Luke, me and Luke have. I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I've gone like a month at one, in, like in periods without drinking pure water, right? So, let's say my relationship with water is uh, is sc- sparse and interesting to say the least. My and relationship I- with water is very up and down. I'm, normally, I just carry a drink bottle with me all the time, yeah. and I drink water, but I haven't for the last few days. And I've, this is like the most water I've had in the last like three days. Mm. I mean, you literally have an app which reminds you to drink water. Yeah, so, and it's just a thing that happens now. It's more I hear, but dang it, I'm like, okay, cool, it's nine o'clock, because it happens every hour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't even drink water when it reminds you. I think I, I do am quite sometimes. a healthy water drinker, um, but that's because yeah. I work outside, so like, you know, five yes. days a week, I have to drink water like every 20 minutes. You when know? I was working at the, when I was working at the restaurant with Luke, I was good at drinking water because if I didn't, I would pass out of dehydration. There but was like, something magical about drinking four liters of water and not needing to go to the toilet. Yeah, you just sweat it all out. <laughs> yeah, those are interesting you know, times. It's bold of you guys to assume that I actually drink water. I'm like a camel. <laughs> the camel did not drink water at the start. Like I'll have a small cup and then be fine for like two days. <laughs> Yeah, uh, host Ethan I'm, going like, I, oh, I assume I you've got a good water habit. Bruh, he's a franzoi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like some of you guys are healthy. What, no, it's in the none of you are. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> anyway, uh, this episode is not about water. We are talking about books and just things Sponsor related to books. Hydro, um, anything that I can mean, be found between two pieces of cardboard and made of paper, essentially. That's, that's not what defining book book. are made of. I mean, straight off the bat, water's pretty bad for books, so... <laughs> There's a key difference between us and books. <laughs> what were you saying, sorry, Ethan? That's not what books are made of. Yeah, you said between cardboard. I said that's not what the binding. Well, it depends of. on where you're from. That's what the front cover and the back cover is made of. I suppose what I'm and thinking this... of is like like heavy books, like heavy old books. I, I, I like lighter, like are your normal hard cover cover things just cardboard? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> for the less wise among us, define cardboard for us, please. Ethan. Yeah. Cardboard. Def- okay, I would define cardboard as intense paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand that. There you that's go. a good Thank description. You. If you're rich, yes. then sure, books are paper between leather, I guess. Mm. And then if you're yeah. old-fashioned, it's just pieces of stone. Yes, um, yes, yes. 
Anyway, uh, uh, leave, leave my cool. boy I, Moses alone. I I quite like books. I don't actually read books. So that's mm. controversial. But I do. I listen to a lot of Ooh. books on Audible. Um, I can't. Tell so you, you can how just many... set this one out then, because you said paper and cardboard. Yeah, okay, these books can be found on paper and cardboard. Though. So <laughs> okay. I just don't listen to them there because um, that would be kind of weird. Um, I got a I got a pretty good question to start us off then. Okay, go. I uh, probably because you've just said yourself you don't read books too much. Do you guys have a preference on like hardcovers or? Not? I was I was going to talk about this more genuinely, but one of the reasons I personally find. Um, that I don't read as much is because I won't buy books unless I can get a hardcover version. Oh, sorry, <laughs> really? If there is a hardcover version, um, I won't buy the softcover, which means I have to go through the kerfuffle of finding them on Book Depository, which, all in, in all honesty, is pretty so easy. So what, what you're saying pretty but, much then is the hardcover is like the deluxe edition. Oh, yeah, you don't buy... I, I, I don't know, this this gets into like general consumer habits, but I'm really bad if there's like a consumer... Uh, sorry, collector's edition available. I love that. I love collector's editions. I love special edition artworks. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, I suppose I've got... I, I mean, we can quickly go into my D&D books. Because um, they're cool. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump me. off Ethan then, because I'm the same in that way. If I'm going to buy a book, because I listen to books rather than reading them, I'm only buying it to have it. Like I'm not buying mm. it to actually read. And so yeah. if I'm going to have it, I want it to be the nicest looking version of that book you can get. Yeah. Like yeah. I want it I want it to be a hardcover, nice looks good on the shelf, because that's pretty much all I'm wanting to do. I'm saying I love this book so much I just want to own it. You know? Yeah. So um that for me, yeah. I'm like the same as you, Dan, but the opposite. See, my mentality is if I'm going to buy a book and it's going to sit on a shelf for two years before I get it out and read it, why make it a hardcover when it looks just as pretty in a shelf as a softcover? Well, I mean... That's, that's, that's objectively like, wrong. Um, <laughs> hardcovers like, um, look so much better. Wrong. Yeah. I, I can see what you're saying, Ethan, though. It's like, essentially, if you're not going to read it, if you're just buying it to own it, you may as well buy the, the cheaper version of the two. That, that still, generally, they still do look good. Just, um... Well, it depends on if you're buying to own it or buying it to display it. Why not both? Well, yeah, I true. Well, because they find, um... It's only really been are... here. So, I think soft covers are nicer to read, for the most part, just because you can be a little bit more rough of them. No, I, um, I disagree, personally. Than hardcovers. Yeah, I prefer to read hardcovers, practically. Because mm. I don't but yeah, like but what, what are the thickness of the books you read? And I'm not, not trying to uh, not like, flex on you, but like when, when you start getting into like pretty thick hardcovers, they can become uncomfortable. I think I'm reading... I've been reading a series of like 10 books with about 400 pages in each. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, okay. Big man. Yeah, see, I, I tend to read, like, one of the things I've been plotting through is the um the, the Song of Ice and Fire, which is the Game of Thrones books. Mm. Um, and those are big books. They're really good, Um, but they're really big books. I mean, I think they're, like, a thousand pages each. Like, I mean, there's more Game oh. of Thrones than there is Bible. We'll put that in perspective. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, that depends on print size, but... You know, in terms of just yeah. pure standardized uh, page counts, like, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, they're thick books. One sec. What's the thickest one I've got? I've just gone off to get it. Well, while you go off to get that, Luke, why don't you answer the question then? About hardcover or softcover? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if I've ever bought a book. Are you serious? I'll be serious. Um, I normally just, well, I've always used the library getting books growing up. And then as an adult, um, I've still kind of used the library or someone's got a book and I've been like, oh, I'll read that. Or I just borrow from friends. Mm. Mm. I don't actually think I've bought a book. I don't, yeah, I actually think I can say with pretty pretty solid confidence i don't think i've ever actually gone to like wickles or a bookshop and like I was gonna actually say you never hit up the wickles purchased a book for myself yeah hey, no I'm, talk- pre- yeah i don't think i have mm. i don't really have a back. preference to be honest so if you if you let's say you wanted to go out and buy a book i don't know uh, name a book you like just one book the uh, percy jackson i don't know percy jackson right you go off to the bookstore and right next to each other uh Two copies of Percy Jackson. One's a soft cover, one's a hard cover. Soft covers, let's say twenty dollars. Hard covers, forty. Oh, in that case, I'd probably buy the um the soft cover, unless okay. like the unless, unless the hard cover version looked like really dope. In but they normally right. they normally do. Like the one thing I maybe I'm just fuzzy, but I really like I don't like soft shell art most of the time. Tacos. Um, but i think the thing with books is soft shell tends to be like a stock image or not stock image but it tends to be an image with for a lot of books it's an image with text whereas hard shell tends to be an illustration that's true it it depends it it would depend on the price and the the aesthetic really for me i would just go oh no not buying a soft cover Mm. yeah but yes but yes yeah, so we're pretty divided then. Two of us are kind of uh, hardcover, two of us are softcover. You could uh, let us know in the in the chat below. I'm kidding, we're not live streaming. But um, but me and, but, but I wonder if it's got to do with a collector's bent as well, because me and Dan are yes, pretty hard into yes, it. Yes, I'm. Me and you are very much more collectors, I think, than yeah. than uh, yeah. Ethan or Luke. Um, We're not as materialistic. We're like, we just like hating things. (laughs) I do like looking at that. Um, Yeah, like like you said, if something has a deluxe version, you know, I do generally want that over the regular version. And generally, it's going to have some mean perks for me to get it. With with books, generally, the deluxe versions don't actually add anything other than how they look, right? Like, like the book doesn't have extra content. You know, the book doesn't have. You know, oh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll have like mini stories at the end or something. Ah, uh, maybe yeah, I that's guess. A, but that's that's like a rare thing, though. The, the ones I'm thinking one. of more that like literally it's just how they look, and it's like yeah, you true, can buy true, the true. same thing, with the same content for much cheaper, but it just doesn't look as nice. And, and for and, me, and I'm saying like, that uh, one of the I own the I own the collector's edition of Spice and Milk for the 25th anniversary, um, which is a novel about a traveling merchant and a harvest god which is really good um and so the the and, and so it's 17 books in one um and it's a massive big leather bound book it's really cool but 17 um, yeah 17 that's books. hectic yeah and they're like and they're not small books like they're about they're like they're like ethan's 400 page books um so it's a big book all in all um and it's got like a ton of bonus artwork full color and like really nice prints in it Mm-hmm. So it, 
it's got extra stuff. I mean, that might be the exception, but yeah. But that, that that's like an anniversary collector's edition specifically. Um, like it's a collector's edition book rather than just like a hardcover. Yeah. Um, what what yeah. about what about? And um, I'll bring up you, Ethan, Frenzoi, because I know you just bought one recently. But uh, what about like box sets? You know, when there's um, yeah. a collection of a, a series of books, you know, do you try and buy the box set if you can? Uh, depends on the consistency of the art. Because um, like so I said... So I, I, I said Ethan Franzoi. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. asking everyone, but we'll start with him because I know he just bought one. Uh, I think when buying box sets, there's two like major benefits. Or at least two obvious major benefits. One is that it comes with a box usually, and that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and two is that because you're buying them all together, it's usually cheaper. Because, mm. like, I recently, oh, not actually that recently, it was probably about a month ago now, bought all of the Artemis Fowl books for $55. And, like, mm-hmm. that was hella cheap. cheap. Unfortunately, cheap. it didn't come with a box, so I just haven't opened them yet. So they're just still <laughs> sitting wrapped on the thing, which is what I meant by, like, buying books to sit them on a shelf. Yeah, it <laughs> might be contentious, but I really don't like the box part of box sets for books. Really? Um, no, because well, can I be guess on, why you like box sets then, Ethan? Because my guess Maybe would be, or... yeah, yeah, you, friend. Sorry, Shadbolt. I will go Shadbolt and yeah. Frenzo. Um, the reason I would guess you like box sets would be similar to the reason I like them, which is it means all the books are the same size, and they all have a that, similar look yeah. to them. Yeah, it's consistent. That's a good point, actually. Um, it depends because some box sets sometimes I'll, I I I'll happily own like duplicates, like because sometimes you can only get specific artwork for a book in a box set, but then there's other artworks that's really cool on the book, so I'll go buy the hardcover as well. Because um, most box sets are not hardcovers, which is really which real really wrestle my jimmies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the only uh, things I've seen that, to contradict that would be uh, Sandman by Neil Gaiman has, um, which isn't a novel. It's like a, a it's like a graphic novel, I think. Um, yeah, they're, they're graphic that has novels. Like, they've they've got a hardcover box set, which is real cool. I'm trying to imagine a hardcover graphic novel. <laughs> it's just it's just, it's just like a graphic novel with a hardcover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I've seen, I've seen, yeah, the Artemis Fowl uh, collection that you bought, Ethan, and it, I, I like that they all look the same, that they all, you know, are the consistent, they're the same size, similar, you know, style covers and everything, and and if you're having it to display or even just to have, you know, it just looks nice on the shelf. Whereas if you buy individual ones, they can be all sorts of different shapes and everything, and and just you know don't sit that well together on a shelf. Especially and, if it's gone to multiple different publishers over because it's a long-running series. Yeah. 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 Which Artemis ex- Fowl is. And an example of that as well is the series I've actually been reading at the moment. I think it was written in the 80s. I'm not sure. Somewhere around there. And uh, since I've been borrowing them from Miriam, she's got like all sorts of editions so i went from reading ones that are ancient and don't even have a front cover because it's too old to then reading newer ones which have like the more modern soft cover yeah and now i'm reading yeah. one that's yeah. literally just a blank blue leather bound book with nothing on it and you open it up and it's what it is which i think is just so cool mm. what about you luke what you haven't answered about box sets but i mean like again you said you haven't bought a book before so um yeah, I only I exclusively buy box sets. 
<laughs> as he of right now. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather if if it's a, if it's a series that I like want to get all of them. I'd definitely much rather get a box set. It just makes more sense mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like 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 I agree with what Ethan said. It's cheaper and it's um. And I forgot what else he said about it. It so. comes in a box. I don't know what yeah, it comes in a you guys box. Are in That's box right. sets are cheaper because I haven't seen a cheaper box set in a long time. Well, no, it's cheap. But, well, say that it's a six book series. It'll probably be cheaper to buy the box than it will to buy each individual book. I mean, normally, I mean, maybe it's due to the fact that I do most of my shopping on like book depository, but it's normally not the case. It's no, normally cheaper no, no, to buy it, each individual. Ethan, but at once least again, for the I'm looking at. Shadbelt, you'd be looking at the. Like kind of the deluxe box probably, sets, yeah, yeah, yeah hardcover box set, deluxe box sets, and comparing that to maybe the, like, yeah, deluxe box sets again. They just they put the price up because they look nicer. Um, generally, true. if you're going to compare average paperback to an average box set, the box set you're saving saving a bunch. Oh, huh, huh, okay. Yeah, and I'll, like I'll recount then. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of? Uh, well, so what were you going to say, Friendsley? I was just going to say that if you get a box set for 30% off and it's got 10 books in it, that's better than having to look and yeah, wait yeah. for all the other books to be 30% off individually. Yeah, fair enough. What were you going to say, sorry, Uh Spine spine artwork. You know, when they do, like, um, artwork across the spines so that when you stack them all on the shelf that they all look pretty nice. Like, there's a like, oh, so story on them. Like, it, it almost I paints think it, a panorama. It's sick. It's very cool, yeah. but, like, you do need to have all the books. But well, it gives you a reason normally, to they, normally they only they only do it for box sets. Um, they can do it on occasion for individual novels, but in my experience, it's um, uncommon. We have a huge, well, we used to. I don't know if we still do. We used to have a big case of Star Trek DVDs, and those did not come in a box set. And so I would always sit there trying to stack them in a way that made sense, but there was that's always right, some missing. Right. So that was it infuriating was to me. Wasn't it? It, yeah. it was a ship that it would build, and you guys had some missing, and so you couldn't quite um, actually finish the Enterprise. Um, yeah. I found that just, frustrating, but that was DVDs. So. Just on quickly, on, uh, while, while you quickly mentioned DVDs, interestingly enough, I would prefer to buy a box set of books, but if it's uh, like collection of movies, which come in one case, you know, those cases with the multiple DVDs in them, you know, I would actually I prefer, hate I would prefer to have each different movie in an individual case. Amen. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Like series, obviously, I want, you know, the whole season maybe in one case. I don't want like, you know, each like three episodes in per yeah, you case don't want, or whatever. You but don't like for movies, like the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Batman or Begins, the, Lord of the, the Rings Dark Knight. Yeah, or Lord of the Rings, you know, I don't want one case that you open up and have three discs in it. You know, I want an individual case for this thing. So, I don't know. I just, I just thought that, like, that's contradictory to my views on boxes. I'd rather have one box with all the books in it. But, yeah. Yeah, so what... Yeah, what so, I, so you do like the box when it comes to box sets? Because I just want I do. the box. I mean, um, yeah, I do. I don't know why. I, just, I do. So. Fair enough. Uh, what no, what well, are, are you guys that's reading through anything at the moment? I'm um, about to start so. something. I got I got highly recommended a book that I'm about to start reading. It's called it's called The Power of Run One. The Power of One. 
my um <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was like is this a is this a um, is this an exercise book or <laughs> the power like by of Bryce or something it's a it's a book said about a bloke who lives in south africa just before the second world war i don't remember the exact um uh-huh. exact story but it's a, like the travel journey of this boy or something apparently it's really good i'm about mm-hmm. to start reading that I'll just I'll just say my question now. I've got it on my mind, um, and then we'll get we'll get to it after we've all answered Dan's question. But when it comes to genres of books, uh, do you guys like? Will you not read anything particular just because like sometimes like stories based on true events can be exceedingly dull, um, and you know, just for some people, you know, just for that that type of thing. Um, but anyway, yeah. what was Dan's question? Are, was, are you reading? Are uh, you reading through anything at the moment, whether a series or just an individual book? Yeah. So for me, it's I, I've got a few things um, on the shelf. I'm slowly getting through my Game of Thrones books, um, and I've got a Russian novel, uh, Crime and Punishment, which is good. And then I also read like um, sort of a manga, which is updated monthly. And so like uh-huh. there's like a new chapter every month, and so I've got like twenty of those. Like I'm up to date with right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And I'm uh, reading. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned you were reading something from Miriam. Yeah, I'm I'm reading a couple of things actually, but mostly I've been reading this old series, this fantasy series, which called is really the Mandalorian. Basically. <laughs> Uh, no, I tell you what it's actually called, but I always forget. Hold on, it's right behind me, so I'll read what it's actually called. <laughs> You've easily read it, you can't remember the name. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a long series. And it's, that's what it is. The, Mal- the Malorian? Malorian. And that's like the Malorian. second half of Malorian. the series. That's, that's, um, that sounds like the, the book, that um, the Lord of Rings prequel book, um, that's not The Hobbit. <laughs> oh, that's um, the... the <laughs> no, that's about... Oh, no, the Balgarian is the first series, right, Ethan? Yeah. That's it, I just cool. remembered that. Um, oh, is it one of those? It's in that yeah, so, so it's 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 an author, um, David Eddings. You're right, they were in 1980s, yeah. Um, mm. And so the, the Balgarian was his first series, and then the Malorian is like a um, sequel series. Oh, so it's not like um, The Hobbit. No, not quite, I don't think. Wait, did it, did the Hobbit come first or Lord of the Rings? I mean, Lord I should know this, but you don't know which Actually, one. Actually, like, because no, didn't the Lord of the Rings start? Because didn't the Lord of the Rings start as like bedtime stories to his kids? Kids? No, that's the Hobbit. The Hobbit was definitely a children. Oh. Like the Hobbit was a children's book. Oh, oh right. Mm. I don't know. Have you? Have any, asking have which it, begat which. Have any of you guys seen Tolkien the movie? No. Uh. I, I want to. Like, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. It's it's apparently really good and actually quite accurate. Um. Uh. But yeah. Anyway, that would probably you know. The Silmarillion. That. That's what I was thinking of. Ah yes, the Silmarillion. Silmarillion. I'm reading one other thing that's like really cool though. Oh yeah, sorry, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm reading slowly. A collection of the Sherlock Holmes stories. Is that what it's like called? The original Ooh, ones? Slowly, well, a collection of the two Sherlock Holmes stories. Something like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it is, but it's got like all the way back to a study in Scarlet, which was his first ever Sherlock Holmes book. And reading that is just so cool. Who wrote them? Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. Holmes, right? Yeah. Arthur Conan Doyle. 
And it was like over, I think it was over a hundred years ago that it was actually written. Crikey. So it was so cool to read it because it's all in like sort of old English, but not that old. Yeah. Mm. Is it, um, it, it's is like it... Dickens era, right? Yeah, Charles. Yes. Oh, no, Charles Dickens was like eighteen something. I thought I thought Arthur Conan Doyle was around the same year. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe he's newer. Maybe, maybe he's um, a fresher brand. Is it is it rewritten at all, Ethan, or is it completely how it was? It's completely um, how it was. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was oh, right, eighteen eighty seven. Studying Scarlet, eighteen eighty seven. Yeah. Did Charles. any of you guys have to? Uh, uh, I suppose. Wait, never mind. Uh, I'm I'm not reading <laughs> through anything at the moment. I just finished the fifth book in the uh, June trilogy. Uh, sorry, uh, fifth book in the June trilogy. No, fifth book in the June series. There's six books. I said it, and I was like, wait, hang on. <laughs> I listened to when I first um, got into June. I listened to the first four books because those were the ones that I were told were the best, and like that you, if you want to get, you know, a good immersion, those are the ones you should listen to. Um, and then I kind of got to late last, uh, early last month. I was like, I don't have anything to listen to. I may as well listen to the fifth book. And, um, it was good, but like, it's hard to explain without sounding weird, but, um, in, in, in the universe, there's these people called the Bene Gesserit and they have like a breeding program. Like they breed particular, you know, uh, particular families to come up with the best genetics to essentially have the best, you know, it's kind of pretty elitist and they want the best people in the world, essentially that sort of thing. And this book dove into that too much and actually like had quite a few sexual like scenes and stuff in it. And it was like just uncomfortable to listen to. And I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. I guess that's why people say you shouldn't read it. But, um, yeah. Was it Other that, by like, like an old man? Yeah. No, <laughs> no um, uh, all, all the series are, have the same narrator and it's good, but, um, it's kind of creepy actually though to think about it like to think wait a guy wrote all these like sex scenes and everything and, and yeah so like yeah that's the last thing I listened to other than that I'm, I'm just I'm actually just waiting for um, the next line of Star Wars novels to come out which um, aren't meant to come out till next year but yeah mm. So, did you have a new question, Ethan, or did you want to jump into your genre question? No, no, the genre thing. Um, I so just I, um, I missed. I, I forgot that you hadn't answered your run. <laughs> I, 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 I thought we should expand on it more. Is like, are there any genres you avoid, which is essentially what you were asking? Um, hmm. uh, but are there any that you also particularly like, or maybe not genres, but themes could be um, hmm. a. a, a better one cause I, that's probably a good one because i know like you guys are a lot more adverse to like uh you know sexual themes in a book or something than i am or because i like it's just from backgrounds and stuff to me it just makes a story more realistic where to you guys it's a little uh-huh. uncomfortable um and so yeah it, it, it's it can, interesting it how that sort of affects us read <laughs> it can be a poorly written like book sex scene is crack up it's so funny yeah it's the pretty cringe but it's pretty funny. Not that I want to talk about sex scenes on the podcast, but like in a movie, yeah. right? If it's got a yeah. like five second, you know, dodgy scene that like it goes by quickly, you know, it's still, it may be a little like, uh, but like it goes by quickly. And, and, you know, whereas in a book, because the way books work, you have to read you it, you have to describe it. 
you know and so it has to be just des- everything right. is described to you and and like yeah that's what makes it kind of just, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it, it depends because sometimes that's the exact intent of the author. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, like a lot of sex scenes in my experience, like of reading, are meant to be upsetting. Um, like, they're, like they're not meant to be. Oh, a what good are you time. reading? Uh, well, I mean, mostly like fantasy stories. So, or like, and, and so most of the times they they touch on that. It's like real political stuff, um, like <laughs> high fantasy. Didn't and you say like, that you were reading the Game of Thrones books, though? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, I think I think we've so, located. Yeah, I stand my case. They're meant to be upsetting most of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, this is really the only book I have listened yeah. to which ha- has had. Um, I mean, yeah, there's like gratuitous stuff, which Sexual is like just content. over the top, and the author just wrote it in for the sake of it. But most of those aren't good books anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Ethan, this is your question. Yeah. Why don't you uh, kick off the answer for, like, what what kind of genres do you try to avoid, and what you know, yeah. what what do you particularly like as a theme for a book? Or see, for, I suppose for me, it's like I tend not to avoid. I, I should have. It's a poor question because I don't tend to avoid genres, but I will avoid writers and writing styles. Um, hmm. Okay. Because like some types of writing styles are just really boring and um, and dull to me. They over-explain like characters. Like they spend that it's too much introspection or something. Um, and some stuff works right in listening, but I suppose thematically, I just have to be interested in it. So it's, there's nothing that I'm disinterested in actively. I suppose like um, teenage romance, right, or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, 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 or dystopian books. Um, or the um, but I wouldn't count like Percy Jackson or as I mean like Twilight. Yeah, I was um, about to say you don't like Twilight. <laughs> um, and 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 in that kind of case, like the Hunger Games clones, like dystopian novels, I really okay. Write, really you okay. mean like um, uh, I don't mind Hunger Games, but most things that like you know that were skimmed off it, like yeah, Divergent and to... stuff, are bad in my opinion. But I mean, those Hunger Games and Divergent were both inspired by The Giver. Um, yeah, the novel uh, giver. Uh, so, uh, like, you could call them the giver clones. But yeah, no, I think okay, sure. most books that come out after the Hunger Games or Divergent are clones of the Hunger Games or, or, or by clones. Yeah. Um, I feel like we both more mean just like similar themes, not yeah, not yeah, the exactly. same. Not thing word of, uh, They're not plagiarism. Yeah. It's not that they're bad. It's just I think they're particular. I, the theme just doesn't connect with me, and most it, of the time they're uninspired. They've, they've seen the they've seen the Hunger Games success and gone. I need to make that. Yeah, it's easy money. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think I think the thing is like most writers, you're not going to like their writing style. Um, yeah. If you don't, if you don't, if they can't, like you know, keep things interesting, and there's just going to be a chance that, I mean, even in your favorite genre, there's going to be bad writers. Um, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily, I, I don't, I'm not even sure outside of grammatical structure. I don't even think they're, I, I, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about what it means for like art to be bad. Right. Cause I'm into my critique. Um, cause one thing that like, it gets on my nerves is people going, Oh, it's objectively this, objectively that. And it's like, well, not, not, not to dive too deep into subjective subjectivism, but yeah, you know, yeah anything is good anything is bad it's to someone especially when you're dealing with art yeah um the general form anyway um yeah that's my that's my answer to that question um my own question yeah who wants to go next i can go next 
I just had a big sneeze. I just muted for it. <laughs> but I just let you know. I was gonna say I'll jump in, but now you go for anything. All right. Uh, I'm not all that picky with books, but a lot of the time, I I don't like autobiographies. Not autobiographies. Okay. Yep. Wait, is it still an autobiography if it's in a book? Because that sounds like uh, it should be. It's well, an auto autobiography. Autobiography. That's definitely what I said. Not the other thing. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan of those. I like things that keep me entertained not like informed informed so you, you like a story rather than yeah yeah i don't like reading books so do you like history stuff. books then no uh i think i could but i just it doesn't like grip my attention fast enough usually i have a I short suppose. attention span a, attention span but i really do like uh fantasy books where it creates an entirely new world like yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the Lord of the Rings or the Edge Chronicles or the books I'm reading now. Oh, have any of you guys read the Edge Chronicles? No. No. Have any yeah. of you heard of them? No. From you, About yes. Five seconds ago, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, they're, yeah. They're really good. I won't explain too much, but they're like. What we should do at the at the end at the end of uh at the end of this episode, we should all give. Uh, a recommendation of either a series or a uh, just a book for people to read if they want to. Oy vey. Oy vey. That's a good idea. <laughs> just take so, so, <laughs> um, so that's what you, you like. You like um, a completely different fantasy world, so kind of full fantasy. Yeah, or like Victorian age stuff. That have you heard of um, A Wheel on Time? A Wheel in Time? I think I actually I've heard, have. I've heard of yeah. that, yeah. It's like one of the longest running high fantasy series ever. So check it out. Mm. Sorry, well, I, you, I, you, I, I you, jumped in there, but it was it was top. A, a wheel of time? A wheel in time, I think it is. A wheel of cheese. Well, I just searched a wheel in time and it came up with a wheel of time. So. Well, it's probably a wheel of time then. <laughs> Trust Google over me, man. Fascinating. <laughs> I think it's like you... 18 books or something. Wow. It's been is that, for is that you done, Ethan? Well, yeah, sorry. Well, I'll just address both of you, but it turns out you're both finished. Um, <laughs> I'll have my turn then. I, I'm similar to uh, guest Ethan in the same way that I like, I enjoy the more fantasy style, new world kind of books. And I also just much prefer, well, I can never remember which one's real. Is it fiction or not fiction? Non-fiction. Fiction. Non-fiction. fiction is fake. Non-fiction. Is yeah. Fake. Okay. 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 That's what I thought. Though I think to summarize the books I like, I just like books designed for like young people, like Percy Jackson, Harry Potter. All Some those teenage books are real good. Teenage aren't they? books, really. Yeah. It's my favorite kind. Those, and then just books that I, I like reading cookbooks as well. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people buy me cookbooks and stuff like my birthday and stuff. And I'm always mm. stoked because I just sit down and read the cookbook. It's great. <laughs> I like, and then I've got like Daniel bought me the, um, the Snoop Dogg cookbook and I've got a few <laughs> other like more funny cookbooks and stuff. They've got, got good recipes in them. And they're just funny to read. Do you have any but by it's... Nigella Lawson? I don't think so, actually. <laughs> Cookbooks are expensive, so I don't really tend Nigel's. to buy them. They are pretty costly, aren't they? And I don't think I've bought a cookbook either. Other people just bought them for me. 
videos. All right, cool. I think it's Dan's turn now. Right? Although, that, hang on, one more thing, and then I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. But one book, another book that I am like slowly reading through is that um, the mystery of exploding teeth. Another character mm, that right, yeah. from the history of medicine, which is like an author who's taken um, he's gone through old medical journals and like written about them, which is really interesting. It's not really. It's it's entertainment value because it's like true stories and it's just it's just funny a lot of the stuff and old practices and whatnot so I found that quite interesting. Good on you. But yeah, so generally just like young people books really. I love and love mm. Percy Jackson, such a good young, young, young adult novels. <laughs> young adult novels. Mm. Now Percy Jackson is probably would have to be like my favorite. Do the movies faithfully time. represent the book? Because I saw the movie on TV recently, and I was like, "Huh." This oh, was Percy Jackson. Yeah, we don't talk okay. about the movies. Okay. <laughs> actually, <laughs> after I ha- after I was, you answer the question, Daniel, I have a I have a question. Actually, you've reminded me of um what it was, Ethan asking about movies. All right. Um, interesting. Just looking at the Wheel of Time, uh, the last three novels are co-written by Brandon Sanderson, who's um, a really famous author uh, because Robert mm. Jordan oh, died speaking... without being able to finish them. But um, yeah, speaking of the last three novels, I think it's his daughter who actually finished up writing. Mm, no, it says here Brandon well Sanderson. So I, I, that that's probably, but maybe he helped her. I mean, that could just be a rumor I've heard, but from what I yeah, my maybe. knowledge is that um, that his daughter took up the mantelpiece writing after the main author died. Um, anyway. Well, similar to to um, to Dune, right? So the, the, there's the six novels which are part of the main series of Dune, and then Frank Herbert died, and I think it's Brian Herbert, his son, using scrap notes and stuff that that um, Frank had written about the universe, then wrote a whole another series of novels um, with help from an actual author, you know, um, just inside the universe of Dune, but not part of the main series. Yeah, apparently they're all pretty bad though. Um, <laughs> genres I avoid. I don't like real life in in books. I I find that boring. Like like anything based mean- in modern day or even kind of stuff based in like anything so no before Western times. Pardon? No murder mysteries then? Not really. Um, I did try to read. A Sherlock Holmes novel, one of them. Um, oh, what's my favorite one? Uh, the 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 Hound one, the basketball. Oh, the basketball. Yeah, the basketball. Hounds, hounds, basketball. hounds of yeah. basketball. Yeah, I have tried to read that before, and I just uh, if if it's yeah, just real life, read in general. No, that is true. So, oh, so do you mean listen? No, do I just listen? do mean read. So maybe I should try to listen to them, but um, they just don't interest me in in concepts like. It's just real life. I'm like, eh, hmm. not that interested. So I think one of my favorite genres, I also don't like full sci-fi, like space travel and, and, and that sort of stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I count you know, Star Wars and Dune. They're both they're sci-fi, but they're pretty grounded. You're not constantly yeah. in spaceships shooting lasers at each other. You're more often grounded yeah. to planets, and it's, it's, it's a mix between fantasy and sci-fi. I don't like full sci-fi in novels. I find that also just kind of boring. Um, one of my favorite well, it's, things... It's a bit much, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's just... Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, 
enjoy full fantasy more than full sci-fi but even that also i'm like i just like a kind of blend of things so one of my favorite things i like in a theme is where it's either modern day or futuristic but an alternate history like so um one book yeah. i just read was like called, man in high castle or something but i mean it's not book, I, but... I don't know um <laughs> uh one one i re- one i read recently is called ink and bow and it's what if the library of alexandria didn't burn down and so all the not you know the library of alexandria was meant to have like heaps and heaps of knowledge so what if that knowledge wasn't lost and so humanity was actually able to move forward faster in technology but the library kind of became Ooh. the governing the, the government and they controlled what knowledge the public was allowed to have and so the general public is actually pretty stunted and it's like based like 2130 or something you know the year 2130 so the public is kind of stunted in their technological growth but the the government the library in general has like major technological advances and everything and um interesting it's a really interesting um it's a really interesting it was a really interesting novel and, and universe and a similar one as the scythe series and it's what if um like what if you know we realize that we need to control the population and so uh, so just essentially real life but what if this happened and it changes it makes it dystopian which i, well, I thought was funny because you said you don't like dystopian um i don't like teen dystopian I don't mind dystopian novels. It's just the, just how they what they choose to do it with me. Because this, I right. do have a question after Luke's because this this relates to this part of the thing of why mm-hmm. I don't like them. Um, yeah. Luke has his question first. But yeah, so don't like full sci-fi or fantasy or just real life. But I do like um, dystopian or a genre of sci-fi and fantasy a mix. Sorry. Very cool. Thank you, Luke. Glad you approved. I was gonna. Yeah, all good. I was gonna ask, like, when it comes to movies and stuff, if there's a book and the book comes first, do you like reading the book first? Yes. Or are you not really? It's not something you really particularly bother about. Um, it depends on how and like interesting this the concept is to me. If it's particularly yeah. interesting, I'll read the original first. Mm. Um. Otherwise, if I I'll just watch if I because I mean I'm not a huge movie watcher anyway. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah, I think I think I'm pretty much the same. I won't read the book for like every single movie. If there's like a movie, if there's a book, I'm like, ah, I'm not watching the movie until I've seen. Read, bleh, I'm not watching the movie till I've read the book. But like, with the likes of like Lord of the Rings and a few other movies, I was like, oh, I want to read the book first. So I read the book and then I go watch the film. If it's something I'm actually interested in. Yeah, I mean, I personally just find representations of characters on screen will always taint or conflict with the book version. Yeah, and plus, so like, like when you when you read a book, it's like obviously it's described, but me the word the the way I see it could be different still to the or read it. This could be different to the way someone else reads it. Mm. So I kind of I kind of like reading it first, getting all properly immersed, and then you go to the movie and you're like, oh, is that what they look like? Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. See, I did something real interesting with the uh, the Maze Runner books slash movies, because I watched the first movie and then I read the second and third books and then I watched the second and third movies as they came out. Right. That's what, what I did. Say, with the sorry, Maze Runner. Maze Runner, yeah. <laughs> Another teen dystopian. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's what I did with the Hunger Games. I watched the first movie and I wanted to know what happened and want to wait three years or something. So then I just read all three books. Fear. 
Uh, yeah. how, how did that work for you, Ethan? Kind of doing well, that? Like- well, it was. I think if I'd read the first book first, I wouldn't have enjoyed the movie, the first movie, as much as I did. Because, yeah, yeah. like, the first book and movie were quite similar, but then the second book and movie were completely different, and then the third one just as much so. And, like, right, I okay, enjoyed okay. the second movie a lot less than the first one just because the book was so much better. Mm-hmm. So I guess... Oh, but then again, I also still haven't even read the first book. So, like, maybe <laughs> okay, if I'd so watched you, all the you, movies, I wouldn't have even read the books. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. It got me hooked to watch the first movie, but maybe not in the best way. I think... Daniel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot that. That was me. Um, I don't think of... Other than June, I watched the old June movie um, ages ago. Like I don't know, quite at least six years ago. Um, I watched that because we borrowed it from the friends boys, and, and Dad brought it home. And he's like, "This is a novel series that I enjoy, really enjoyed as a you know young boy. We should watch the movie." So we watched the movie, and I, I did enjoy it. And um, I, but I kind of didn't do anything from there. And then when the new mo- movie got announced, when I started getting into audiobooks, I was like, ah, I should give the books a listen. So I didn't like listen to them specifically so that I would have the books read before the new movie comes out, but it just has happened to go that way. Um, yeah. But every other instance, I don't think I've ever listened to a book before watching a movie and I don't think I've ever watched a movie and gone oh I want to listen to the book now um, mm. other than the Rise of Skywalker um, novel but that's just because that just has more information on top like stuff that gets left out of the movie um, you won't find a difference between the two like anything that's in the book that's not in the movie is still in the movie's timeline it just didn't get shown to us essentially but um yeah. yeah no so i i yeah it's an interesting one for me i i haven't yeah I've, I, i'll be it'd be interesting to when the june movie comes out next year like I'm, I'm interested to see how they do compared to the books um but yeah i, I don't i don't see a movie come that comes out that interests me so there's one that's coming out called chaos walking or something um and it's a, it's originally a book, and I'm really interested in the movie. I'm not going to go listen to the book before watching the movie just because I want to get the story. You know, yeah. uh, it, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, yeah. And I'd probably, if I enjoy it so much and, that I want to read the book, maybe I will, but probably not. I, I, I still prefer movies over books, like, any day. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's no, definitely more of a visual. Fair. And I think I think that, that segues nicely into this because I think the strength of books is characters and the strength of movies is plot. And I was going to say earlier, what's more important to you in a story? Is it that I have an interesting story or to have interesting characters? Because for me personally, I don't. I, I, while I enjoy having a good narrative and you know a, a goal working towards, I'm quite happy to read something that's just interesting interactions between mm-hmm. people. Uh, which is why I like murder mysteries, um, where they where some people tend to want this grand overarching plot, you know, with a big bad and whatnot. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think. Oh, you mean um, one shots versus like a long series or something? No, no, no. Character driven versus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I suppose it comes from like external versus internal motivations. Um, that an example of a plot driven would be like I don't know. Um, a witch steals your girlfriend, so you got to go get her back. Um, <laughs> where, where, where I don't know. An, an internal thing is like, oh, I've got fired from my job, and now I need to find what I want to do with my life, and it's much more of a sort of. It's, right. it's introspective yeah. versus um, following events necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say was that a question? Sorry, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, yeah, no. <laughs> we saying which we wish do we prefer? Yes. Um, well, what's more important to you for for for, it, for stories that you like? I think it's a good mix of the both. I think the overarching, like plot you know the the main driving you know the the main force driving the story forward has to be pretty interesting um or at least somewhat interesting and then so do the characters and but i think i can also settle for one or the other i think if the overarching plot isn't that interesting but the characters are amazing i think that will do it for me i'll enjoy the, the book or other way around if the overarching plot is um, interesting, but the characters are eh, then mm. that can drive for me. So, Ink and Bone, like I said, that universe, I loved the universe and the, the plot that was going on. I thought the characters themselves were so-so. There was, like, one really cool character. That's See, I can't, yeah. I, I, I can't do that in the sense that I can, well, I can enjoy a character-driven novel if the story's bad, but I can't enjoy a story-driven novel if the characters are bad. Um, okay. Because I okay. just I just have a hard time caring. I think for me, like if if a story has really good characters, I'll be more sad when I finish the story than if it had a really mm. good plot. Mm. I see. Because like you can get really attached to characters, but you can't really get so attached, or at least not the same way to actual actual stories. Mm. I suppose so. Yeah, that that I, that does make sense. Yeah, because I mean, this this was feeding back to why I'm not a huge fan of um, quotes Hunger Game clones, is because mm-hmm. most of them have a relatively mundane story, and the characters tend to all be the same, more or less, of a different name. Yeah, um, yeah, that is true. And so, why they can do interesting things in the story, because I have personally, I put a lot more weight on having interesting characters and. Uh, how they interact with the world around them is what's important to me in a story um, versus necessarily the big bad and the overarching narrative, mm. which is um, with the weakness of those books. Because, but I suppose the thing is, like a lot of young adult books are also purposely written with weak characters for easy self incitation. I guess sure that's that a word. Sense. But, like, I mean, you know, you. you the Twilight's written so that you're a Bella, and so that you know no, Hunger Games is written so that you're Katniss, or that you at least relate to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. We're personally, I'm not interested in relating to a character, but I am interested in reading about them and understanding them as another person. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I prefer that as well. I, I honestly, yeah, I, I reckon, even if it's got a good story, if the characters are rubbish or wishy-washy, then I just won't enjoy it. Character, the a char- yeah, it can make or break a story. 
straight up. Because I mean, I, 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 I won't, I won't hijack it too much longer. But I know, but I mean, me and Ethan have uh, had this experience with because you know how much I enjoy characters. Because you came over one time and we were watching an anime. That was. I remember, yeah, I remember that. I remember we we um we I paused it on the splash screen which like showed all the characters and I pointed to them and I told them <laughs> me have ever seen this anime I just said this is what this character is going to be this is what this character is going to be and I was like <laughs> wrong for like one of them. It was because, that was because as much as the fun as was a fun watch when mm-hmm. you're familiar with it it gets really frustrating you want fresh things yeah you know? yeah. Mm. I do think it's hard for authors too though because like you can't well I don't know if you can but as far as I can tell you can't it's really hard at least to invent a new genre and so well it's not necessarily having a new genre but I think you could have realist I think most authors are really bad at writing well I shouldn't say really bad because you know, um, most authors can struggle with writing characters that aren't tropes because mm. it feels like it. to me it often feels like characters are just like they went to their pickup art store and they just picked up a bunch of like adjective quality traits and like stuck them down and gave it a name. Mm-hmm. Um, where a good character to me should be a person, you know, they shouldn't like, and then this comes to like almost like other a problems in books, like to what? Um, a set of I'm, I'm traits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, but you know, you, you often come into the thing where it's like, oh, they're the good guy. List off generic traits. Um, I mean, Marvel's particularly bad at that. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and villains are one-dimensional. <laughs> um, like there's no nuance to characters and how they how their emotions affect their interactions and how they interact with each other. It's sort of like simple yeah. like labels. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's a lot. It's it's it way easier to write that than it is to write something where you have to treat each character as an individual. Mm. Because people are complex. People are. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree with you, uh, friends, or just about that. I think it is hard for for authors to come up with with new genres, and also when you've got a story with like lots of characters, it it it's a hard balance to be able to flesh out each character so that you get enough of them to become attach them mm. to them or to either like or dislike them. But without doing that too much, that that's all the book is, is just fleshing out each yeah. character, right? Yeah. And no, one-dimensional like, characters are fine and they serve a purpose. But yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. that to be no, your main... There's nothing wrong with a character that doesn't have a fleshed out you know, uh, story or, or, or you know, personality about them as long as they're not important to the story. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, the book series I'm reading at the moment, the Malorian or whatever... It's really interesting because it's got so much description in it that the the one I'm reading at the moment, someone who owned it before us has literally gone through and highlighted with a yellow highlighter every time he oh, starts describing everything. Yeah, it's quite annoying. <laughs> and, but each time I'm like paying attention to the descriptions because it's literally highlighted bright yellow. But I think the two main things that helped him be successful is the way he describes things is really... I'd like to say complex, but more it just uses... It's very wordy. And the other thing is that he has, like, a select group of characters and he's taken a long time to slowly expand on them. And 
every now and then he'll introduce a new one but primarily he's got his main group and rather than uh-huh. like giving them an arc where they do this huge thing and then suddenly they've got character it slowly adds bits and pieces onto them as the series goes on and i think that's the benefit of a series novels rather than just a one shot yeah oh there was this really really good one shot book that made me really sad that it was a one-shot because actually thinking about it, it might have been awful when I was just young, but I really enjoyed it. And it was about this, um, it was like there was a numbering system and when you reached a certain age, you'd get marked with a number and those numbers basically dictated your place in society. So if you were a one, then you basically were guaranteed to be a beggar. People wouldn't give you jobs and so on. If you were a five, you might get, put into the king's army and if you were a three you'd be like a regular old worker and such it's about this kid who becomes a zero and that basically means he's going to be hunted down and killed by the king's people for whatever reason and so eventually like he discovers that the numbering system doesn't actually have anything to do with you as a person and it means you've got uh like a ability to take or give magic sort of and so him being a zero, he's immune to magic, and that's why the king wanted to kill him or whatever. But it was, like, not even that long a book, but it was a really cool concept. And they sort of exhausted all that they could do with it, but it left you wanting more, which I think is what you want in a one-shot book. You want it to keep going by the end of it, but it's also well-rounded and finished. Yeah, we're, um, we're coming close to an hour now, so we'll look at closing up. I just I wondered whether you guys uh, have a favorite author or... Um... <sighs> Yeah. Ooh, favorite I author. Know, I don't know if I I don't know if I read enough to be able to actually say that I have a favorite author. I'd probably just have to be Rick Riordan though, who writes the Percy Jackson and the expanded universe of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me that's uh, an interesting I, 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 I one. Just cause... hold a special place in my heart. The bloody Percy Jackson books they're so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I, I yeah, I mean, I, is there? A... I suppose there's, I don't tend to read long-running series as much as I prefer sort of self-contained books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. I, I've got, I suppose the most the most recent book that I've gone like, I really like this, would be um, be a Russian guy named Dostoevsky. Um, some old Russian novels there that I really enjoy because um, oh, yeah. they are heavily introspective and character-driven. Yeah. Yeah. Got, I mean, on your comment about series, right? So, like, I've, I've read the Scythe series, and, and I really love it, but it's the only thing I've read from this author, Neil Schusterman. And so yep. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to claim I him as my we... favorite author because I haven't read anything else he's done. I love the series, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So for me, my favorite author is probably Neil Gaiman, um, yeah. which is yeah, it's probably, be... probably a popular pick among like, uh, Actually, yeah, because he, he might be. Um, I, w- I won't say he's mine, but in terms of if I, he, well, at least if I see a story and it says by Neil Gaiman, I'm more inclined. You're more, to, yeah. And, you're more inclined. I'm to, more inclined to, to see what it's about. And... Yeah, I really like yeah. American Gods. Um, I've got to read Sandman. Um, I'd like to read American Gods as well. Yeah, like my only problem with him is he he once again it goes back to what I was he's saying. He's an adult about. writer. He's an adult writer. He he likes to. I don't mind how gory he his descriptions get because that doesn't. I can kind of uh, not mute that, but you know, uh, it doesn't bother me too much. But he also gets quite descriptive with um, sex scenes and stuff, like I like I yeah. mentioned before. But um, I do like his writing style. Neil Gaiman has a really good 
writing style that really just it gets you uh interested in the um it just it just gets like gets you really on the edge of your seat you know wanting to know what mm. happens next so i've listened to sandman mm. and that was like amazing that was really good um mm. norse mythology was a really good one that's literally just him finding a bunch of different north north stories that aren't normally well known and his retelling of them um wow what was that one i listened to recently i really loved it um Neverwhere, and and i've, I've listened to a few others as well i, I just I really like his writing style and I would probably call him my favorite author. Um, mm. And like, I would love to listen to um, American Gods, Good Omens. What's that other one that became a famous TV show? Uh, I can't think of it. But th- those both like look really good, but they're both, um, I've, I've just, I looked them up from reading his, yeah. listening to his previous stuff and they're like, yeah, these are full of, they they turn them up to eleven. Content. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, especially I'll, American I'll, gods. I'll avoid it then. Um but yeah. But yeah. No, yeah. It's a shame because they really are good books. Um yeah, Friends, no, or did you, you Sorry. Yeah, you were saying no, no. you were gonna say Shadow. No, no, sorry, I was just gonna say you ended off again yeah, Neil Gaiman's stuff's pretty good. Yeah. Did you have a favorite author, Friendsley? Um 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 <laughs> Well, when I was younger, it was... Okay, no, wait. Let's go from Beatrix age. Potter. When I was really little, it was Beatrix Geronimo Potter. Stilton. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then when I got a bit older, it became Rick Riordan, which did Percy Jackson and mm-hmm. all those ones. He's still going now. And now I think it's probably Paul Stewart. What does he do? Chris Riddle. He did The Edge Chronicles. Oh, okay, which, yeah. It sounds yeah. like... Yeah, yeah shouldn't like an author for one series but it was also sort of the way he wrote it it was a bunch of series put into trilogies but all in the same universe mm-hmm. so like they're related a little bit but not really and it was just really interesting so he's probably my favorite i'll talk cool. a bit more about those books later if yeah. possible. Yeah. by I the like way the, the 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 author for Jordan stilton is elizabeta dammy Oh, Geronimo, that's Geronimo, trippy because Geronimo Stilton is, is you know the main character, isn't he? And um, uh, and it was like it's similar to Lemony Snicket, right? It, for a series of unfortunate events, the author of the books, quote unquote, was Lemony Snicket, but the real author's yeah. name was blah blah blah. Um, anyway, I did enjoy the Ger- Geronimo Stilton books too. Those were good. I only read the comics, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, graphic novels. Not gonna lie, I actually didn't know that it wasn't written by someone called Geronimo Stilton because that's what it says on each of the books. Uh, Your pen names are weird, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, ah, oh, real quickly, and then we'll, I think we should move on to um, if we've got any recommendations for people. Sure, um, uh, I do just want to go back to the favorite thing because I've got one more thing to say. But then, yeah. Okay, okay. No, no, you do that. My one's not important. Oh, you yeah, know, I just wanted to say I completely forgot. For me, it's actually probably Stephen King. I really like his books. Oh, okay. Um, I, I haven't really touched on um, horror or much, but I, re- I I respect him as a writer a lot. I mean, the amount of work that he could just pump out book. I mean, he's got like what sixty thirty signed sixty books or something. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous amount of writing. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously he's not been the best person over his life. If you know anything about Stephen King, but I really his books are cool. But uh, and, yeah. and so and so I was just saying that yeah yeah in terms of yeah um I yeah uh. Just because I was talking about Neil Gaiman, 
there've been people have said just from me reading stuff online that that they have very similar writing styles. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, they just tend to to kind of flesh out different parts of like, you know, I I remember reading someone saying if they wrote the same story, it would be very similar, but. Neil Gaiman would flesh out certain parts and Stephen King would flesh out different parts, you know, like, so you would get the same yes. story, but different parts would just be, um, a bit more intense and, and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I was uh, going to bring up before actually is just the Nancy Drew series is written by Carolyn Keene, but there is no Carolyn Keene. It's just a pseudonym for a bunch of different authors. Like, like there's heaps mm. of different authors for the whole series. Um, so yes, pen names are yeah. weird. Yeah, I know one of my favorite childhood authors uh, was Julia Golding, which I'm not sure is her proper name. I think it was like Julia <laughs> Andrews or something. Um, but like, so what she did was she wrote like, she had like a younger teens, uh, later teens, and then like adult books. And she wrote all of them under different pen names. So like she wrote huh. for the children, she wrote under Julia Golding. For the teens, she wrote under, I forget. And then yeah, yeah. for the adult series, she wrote under her actual name, Julia Andrews, I think it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting way to do things. Anyway, do you guys have any recommendations uh, of book series? I, I, I can guess what your one is, Franzoy. I've already um, said it twice. Yeah. Well, do you want to just talk a little bit about it then quickly? Ah, okay, cool. So The Edge Chronicles is a really interesting series because how it works is as you read each of the trilogies, which I think there is four or five of, as you read each of the trilogies, it goes basically down a few generations so the hmm, first okay. the first book is way 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 but back in time from the latest book and they're not necessarily related except that it changes how time is going on so it's primarily working around the ages of flight which are oh, how do you explain them the different ways they get around so it starts with it being basically these massive sky pirate galleon ships which work off rocks, and then there's this rock plague, and so they move into the second age of flight, and that's a whole another uh-huh. couple series, and that's about a bunch of librarians and how they've got these small sailboats that they use to get around, and then it goes into the third age, which becomes a steampunk one where they're using these things called frax crystals, and then you've got guns, and it's like as time goes on, each thing happens, but it's so, also so a each, fantasy world. So each book world. is actually quite a different uh, theme in a way to, to the previous, and like it's, yeah. it's a different. Uh, period of time and yeah it's, it's almost like each one's a new era hmm. but since it's all in the same world and he's crafted an entire world really well i think it still yep. s- keeps yep. the same feel so they're all sort of related but also almost separate just in the same world so i think it's really good neat that sounds cool luke have you got a recommendation um, I was just going to say, if you haven't read the Percy Jackson series, what are you doing? And I was just going to say, <laughs> I don't, I uh, read the surely listeners, grab um, The Power of One and read it along with me. <laughs> Let me know what you think. The Power of One? Mm. It's a book awesome. that I'm about to start that I got given to read. Oh, cool. Check it out. Apparently it's like a really good book. I'll let, I'll let you two know as well how it's going, but surely <laughs> jump on that and read that as well. All right. Do you want to go next, Ethan, or do you want to finish it off? Yeah. No. Sure. Um. I've got my. I'd probably. This is probably going to be different. Um. It may not be for everyone, but my. What I'd recommend: Crime and Punishment by uh, Fredo Dostoevsky. It is about 
a impoverished student who uh you know he, he's he's in he's in debt in saint petersburg in russian um and he ends up and he, and he becomes increasingly bitter and bitter towards this pawnbroker and he ends up killing her uh for her money and it's sort of like and, and then it's about like the guilt and the, you know this thing that consumes them afterwards so it's mm-hmm. interesting it's about uh yeah it's about consequences and guilt it's a good story neat excellent and then lastly for me i would uh recommend the uh scythe series by neil schusterman um so yeah it's about it's about the main characters are these two uh young teens who join the scythe which is a group of people who essentially it's this universe where people can't die we've, we've figured out technology so that you can just continually be revived and um uh taken back in years and so like the only way to die properly is either being burnt um by like acid or something uh if your body is unable to be found like but disintegrated this, yeah disintegrated or if your body's unable to be found but there's like this ai that rules the world that um that you know that's not like happen or there is the scythem which can officially glean you, which is the only way you know you can be officially killed. Um, and so they have a quota that they have to fill each year because you know because the population ah, is growing so. and we can't fill out the world. Um, Malthusian, was it the Malthusian trap or something? I don't know. So yes, <laughs> but it's really good and the, the world building, like you kind of you just get kind of dived into it without explanation and then it fleshes out, you know how everything begun and everything as you go along and it was really good Good. and the second book in my opinion is the favorite but obviously you have to read the first and then the third book if you enjoyed the first two read the third book but it wasn't as good as the um the first two so but yeah that's the scythe series by neil schuster um and other than that uh thank you everyone for listening thank you ethan franco for joining us on the podcast no worries Thank you again to my co-host for uh, joining me as always. Good ciao. And yeah, until then, we'll see you next time. So goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.